This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome back to Goonies Minute, everybody. Goonies Minute is the fan podcast where we carefully explore the movie Goonies Minute by Minute. This is Brady. And this is Chris. And we are joined again with screenwriter and comic book author, Mr. Mark Landry. Mark, thanks for coming on again today, man. Hey, guys. It's my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, I know that today is kind of an exciting day for all of us, really, because we're going to get to go over, uh, I think, one of the the biggest influences that the Goonies has had in pop culture probably since the Goonies. And that is the TV series, Stranger Things. Yes. Which, uh, both of you guys are huge fans of. I am as well. I regret to say that I'm not completely caught up with it, but, uh, I'm going to let you guys kind of just, no, it's, I, I watched it in two days, Yeah, but I I need to watch it again. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have to start over. That's well, I always do that before these, these series. I usually try to do, like a, a binge watch again before yeah. the new season comes out. Do you know, Mark? Do you know if it's in November, December? I think it's Halloween. Coming? It's Halloween it? that's coming okay. out again. Um, cool. I actually watched the first season twice, and then there was a screening of the first episode here in town, and all the cast uh, were there. Oh wow! Oh, that's cool. To do q and I follow a lot of them on Instagram. <laughs> oh, cool! Awesome. They're yeah. so they're so cute and talented. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, let's go ahead and get into minute number 104 for now and talk about the Goonies, and then we'll come back to Stranger Things. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yep. In the previous minute, Andy and Brand shared a kiss while the rest of the Goonies continued to enjoy being reunited with their families. At minute 104, the sheriff spots the Fratellis walking up the beach. He raises his gun and rushes over to them with other police officers. Sloth is helping Ma Fratelli up the rocks while Jake and Francis are shouting a phony story to the police. They're trying to tell them that they have been washed ashore from a boating accident. The police tell them to shut up and that they're all under arrest. Frightened by Sloth's appearance, each of the police draw their guns at him. Chunk runs through the crowd, screaming for the police not to shoot. He holds a pizza box up in front of Sloth as if to protect him from gunfire. The rest of the Goonies rush over and begin to protect Sloth as well. The police understand the situation and take the Fratellis away in handcuffs. And thus ends Minute 104 of the Goonies. So this minute starts off with uh, the Fratellis coming up the beach. About It does not start off with the Fratellis coming up the beach. Chris, nope. why don't you take this? <laughs> <laughs> it, it starts out uh, with a continuation of the kiss of Andy and Brand. And I, I hate to say this and be critical. Someone like me is never critical. But <laughs> Mr. Walsh is a wimp. <laughs> I mean, he was a wimp a couple minutes ago when he got out of the van. You know, it's how was he a wimp when he got out of the van? He's just a wimp. He's just, just, just a wimp. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of way he There's a lot on his shoulders, Chris. You know, he's, he's a he's, coward. He's curating the museum. Yeah, he's a lot on his shoulders. So much to the point where his kid and his friends have to save the day. So great job there, buddy. Getting that far behind on okay. your on your okay. Your, well, if he were, if he were mortgage, if he were any more of an adventurer, he he would have had to go on an adventure with him. He should have got this. Yeah, I'm serious. He should have he should have found this treasure years ago. Then would have been not called, left this Then would have been called Mr. Walsh saves the day. And then he stole yeah. all the stuff from the museum, hid it in his attic, and didn't hide it well enough so his kids found it. We talked anyway. to, and then he had to uh, kill every one of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. 
We talked to Crystal Beth, who was one of our first uh, guest hosts. About oh, yeah. I heard those episodes yeah. too. Yeah, she's great. Um, about the potential that they could have had with Mr. Walsh, that character, and just this fascination that he seems to have with pirates and mm-hmm. the the whole nautical theme throughout the house and everything that the attic is filled with. But the movie has to take off. It's got to keep going. It, it, it doesn't have room for a lot of things. And we also discussed that we think that Mr. Walsh possibly could have wanted to go for this treasure at one point. But think about it. Mrs. Walsh is the one that is the quote-unquote alpha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and for sure. She, she was the type of person that she, she's going to squelch any any type of idea of Mr. Walsh trying to find a, a treasure. Yeah. Wouldn't you think? It's like, no, you put that in the, in the attic, honey. Mm-hmm. Go to your job. You know? Yeah, that, and that's, how did that turn out? How did that work out for her? They're going to yeah, lose yeah, their I, house. Yeah, excellent. Exactly. There you go. Well, anyway, so Mr. Walsh sees his son uh, kissing Andy, and the mom's like, you know, let her mother worry about it. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So, and then, then we see the Fratellis coming up the beach, hmm. and you see Sloth helping Ma walk through the wa- through yeah. the, uh, the rocks. Aww. You ever wonder how they got out? Did they swim around? Well, you know, did they? I don't see why not. They must have I mean, just gone no, up the exit. There's, there's, there's yeah. no other way. Maybe yeah, so. At some point, the rocks they... stopped falling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, a couple of minutes ago, um, we had some pretty almost overly um, like emotionally heavy stuff when Sloth can't decide between saving his mother or Chunk, his new friend, like his first friend in life. And he's looking up and down and saying their names and then eventually just sort of like calls it and pushes Chunk through the tunnel. And, uh, we, you know, Chris was saying that when he was a kid, he thought Sloth was, this was Sloth sacrificing himself. Yeah, I thought that he died. Like, I'm talking about the first time I ever watched the movie. Yeah. When he like, you know, it's like, I was thinking, I thought he got crushed by the rock. Yeah, and it makes sense that they would have gone there with this movie. This guy... Being a seven-year-old in a movie theater, you know, that's what I thought. Right, right. The first time. Yeah, totally. It pulls some pretty ballsy stuff already so it makes sense that they would have done this you know had this character sacrifice himself everybody's humbled by something so whenever they uh you know do bring him up here at the end or whatever it's kind you of relieved like that oh he's, he's he's alive again yeah. but i don't know if that is even what the intention was by uh donner in this situation i don't even know if he necessarily wanted us to think that he died it's just that's one of the things that's what it did for me mm-hmm. right Right. Yeah, I think I think the intention seemed to be that he could be dead, like that right. that he yeah. and the Fratellis could have been, you know, either crushed or stuck there forever until they mm-hmm. emerge. Yeah, <laughs> pretty bleak stuff. But uh, but yeah, so here we go. We get the Fratellis coming up to get their comeuppance, and uh, I think it's funny that Francis hasn't even bothered to fix his toupee. They're they're like doing some chatter. They're chattering back and forth as they're walking up the rocks. I'd love to know what they were saying. They're probably bickering. Yeah, Still but I just bickering. love to see just, you know, sometimes it's kind of cool. I don't even know if it was intended to be heard. I remember him, like, arguing with the cop, like Francis argues with the cops. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have your job or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how about how about um, Chunk using that Domino's box to shield 
the cop <laughs> from Sloth. That's, that's, that's priceless. a great scene. Yeah. yeah, that's a great, great idea to even come up with that. <laughs> um, so yeah, we get another uh, sweet moment here where Chunk invites Sloth to come. He basically adopts him. Oh. So you got to say, like, in the course of about thirty seconds, imagine being Chunk's parents, and in the course of about thirty seconds, your son says, "Oh, look at this." Thing. Well, I will say this is that is the next minute, but we can do it. <laughs> no, I see it in my notes now. I see it in my notes now. All right. I want to be a, 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 a God, Debbie Downer. Chris, are you Mrs. Walsh now or what? I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, I mean, you could put it in if you want, no, but I'm I just. No. You know. uh, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, awesome. so we got the. Uh, so the Fratellis are back up here on the beach and about to, to get arrested and everything. So, um, Mark, were you aware that the Fratellis are actually based on a real uh, crime family from like the 1920s? What? I did uh, not know yeah. that. Was it and a mom and two sons and they robbed yeah. banks and stuff? No, it was a mother and it was more than two sons. And she, uh, oh, I can't remember her name, but we went pretty uh, far into it on one of the earlier minutes. And um, they were eventually killed. You can find it all on Wikipedia, but... Uh, she and one of her sons were killed in a shootout with the police. But there was like a nationwide manhunt looking for them, and they were holding up banks and stole mm. just astronomical it's amount of money. Pretty cool story. That's yeah, awesome. It was, it was cool. That's awesome. Hey, see, you, see today, you know, as a writer, I would I would look something like that up, like you know, bank robbing families, and then I would maybe base it on a real one. But yeah, back in the, back then, I mean, they had to just know. Right. Yeah, somebody read yeah. it read it someplace in the news or something and they were like, Oh, I'll I'll file that away for later and they use it in this script. Well, right at the end of the minute, uh Sloth lifts that cop up who's I thought who's holding a gun and I don't think they would have been able to get away with that um today. <laughs> You know, just in general, in real life, yeah. I don't think that would have been allowed. No. But it was really sweet how the Goonies all come to Sloth's defense. Yeah, that was touching. Yes. It's such a great, yes. it's such a great, like, end few minutes of a movie where everything is resolving. And everybody gets it, their moment. It's very complete. Yeah. Very satisfying. And then, uh, you know, the reward, and I'm not going to jump too far ahead here. I guess I am. You can. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I've been saying that. You know, the whole thing with Andy and Mikey, I think, should have been scratched. And all of that should have been given to Brand and Andy. Because here's Brand, this guy who can't keep anything under control. He can't be the leader because he just doesn't, he don't, he just don't got it. And I think his character needs a little bit of growth. And that could have come through a relationship with Andy. And again, he's too weak of a character to deserve that relationship. Well, Mikey, I think, needs to be on his own throughout well, the I entire I get where thing. you're coming from yeah, with that. Yeah, he though. needs to have his mission, no, nothing else to get in the way and everything. And I think there at the end, having him, his resolution be with Willie. And goodbye, Willie. And, you know, as he sees the ship sailing off. Of course, off, then he is ultimately left at the altar when she goes to kiss him right in front of him. When, she, when Andy goes to kiss, kiss Bran. Well, not left him at the altar, but like saying, hey, you know... I'm with Big Brother here. Yeah, okay. But so, one day you're going to be great. Well, but he's right. he's the main character, so like it's his coming of age story. Um, not yeah. only is oh, he yeah. he at the beginning of the movie he's ineffective. He's ineffective. He has no agency. He's he's his brother's babysitting him. He doesn't make the rules. He doesn't get to do what he wants. And then he just he makes one decision to go after this rich stuff. And then by the end of it, he's in, he's like come around to adulthood like he's become an early adult it's a coming of age film if i would have uh if if i would have written this script then i would have had mikey get with uh 
Andy. That would have been sweet. <laughs> well, here, here's but that would have been quick. too much no, too. I think that would have been like overkill. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm, that's kind of a joke. But here, something that we have talked about before, uh, Mark, were you always on the impression, like Brady and I, that mouth data, um, mouth and data, and Chunk and Mikey were all about the same age? Yeah. Okay. All right. And I was also under the impression that Steph and Andy were the same age. Yeah, yes. and it's established it's, uh, that okay. Andy is 17. Yet, when Andy kisses Mikey, it's almost like, oh my gosh, Andy's so much older, blah, 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 blah. But then you have Mouth and Steph, when they have their little interaction, it's almost like they're mm-hmm. the same age. Do you but, get... Yeah, that's a, good, that that's a really good point. It it begs the question, like, what is it about Mouth that makes him more advanced than yeah. Mikey? But then again, Steph is not as advanced, maybe, you know, when it comes to relationship-wise. Yeah, now, I mean, is they kind of meet in the middle. Yeah, type yeah, thing yep, going yep. on there? Or is are they just two friends who are, like, picking back and forth on each other? Because there's nothing that they ever are, really... but I think it's, there's that... There's you think that, there's romance there as well? Yeah, that, 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 that little bit of cringeworthy em- embarrassment that because mm-hmm. she can't look him quite in the eye. It's very yeah. I think there is yeah. more there at yeah. that point. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, unless you guys have anything else Goonies-centric, uh, I want to just, um, Mark, let you kind of go on about Stranger Things and how you think Goonies has influenced it and... I don't know, man. It had a, an impact on uh, pop culture. Yeah, I, I think this, it's true that they're, they're, you know, I don't know. I'm like, I can't say it's true, but it's it's an idea. It's a question. That would there be a Stranger Thing? I would imagine that the Duffers were highly influenced by the Goonies, as well as E.T. and a bunch of other 80s films. I think that's pretty obvious, and they've said as much, you know, in interviews and stuff. Um, I... I I think it's so cool to be at this age where we are now, <laughs> down here. It's our time. It's our time down here where we're making movies. You know, we're of the age of the people who are making these things happen. And what are we going to make? What have we always wanted to do? Well, it's things like, you know, if we were kids in the 80s, it's things like the Goonies. Um, and yeah. I'm working on a couple yeah. projects myself, which are very much influenced by the Goonies. Um, and... I think Stranger Things is like the epitome of what, if someone said, you know, in a bubble of, you know, unlimited resources, what would you have done with your life? I would have made Stranger Things. You know, it's per- it's like mm-hmm. perfect uh, for me as a Goonies fan, as a Ghostbusters fan. I mean, you, you see the, the, the still of the Stranger Things kids from Stranger yeah. Things season two, of, they're wearing the Ghostbusters costumes. Yes. I yeah. mean, I think maybe maybe the Mandela theory is right, and we're living in an alternate universe, and it's one that just you know maybe more perfect in some ways and less perfect in other ways. You know, like, could be on the verge of a fourfold cross rip, a PKE surge of immense, even dangerous proportions. Yeah, I mean, it could be like the Tungusic blast of nineteen oh nine. Well, that's interesting, man. Um, <laughs> well. Maybe it I is. I love it. Well, no, 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 it is. No, no, no. I'm talking about the the idea it's that like, you know the stranger thing. I'm sorry. The strange thing is like the Goonies meets Monster Squad. I mean, you were, you like the Monster Squad, right? Oh yeah, hell yeah, man. Like and the the so, last go go ahead. Finish no, I'm that, just saying it's just like exact. if you thought about if you were a kid and like thought about combining those two movies when you grew up, it'd be Stranger Things. Yeah. So yeah, Brady, you're right. So number one, our culture influences our development as our mental development as people. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 
if we read books, we have a better development than if we don't. If we see good films, we have a better development than if we don't. If we have better parents, we have a better development than if we don't. And music and everything. So you think about that, There's there are positive influences that will help us develop in a good way. And then there are really insidious influences too. Like imagine how how subtle and subliminal advertising is and can change your whole mind without you even knowing it. It's not conscious. Absolutely. All right, well, that is it for minute number 104. So everybody, we've got Mark on for minute number 105. That's going to be Monday. And there are only two more minutes after that. For minute number 106, we're going to have our friend Jeff on, who is a jeweler by trade, to help us figure out if what Rosalita finds in the marble bag is going to be enough to save the goondocks. And we're going to have Kyle, yeah, we're going to have uh, Kyle on to close us out with minute number 107. And that is going to be it. So, with that said, everybody, we will see you Monday. Have a good weekend. And until then, this is Brady. And this is Chris. This is Mark. And we're here to remind you that Goonies never say die. Goonies Minute is a fan-supported podcast. If you like the show, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can find us at GooniesMinute.com, Facebook.com slash GooniesMinute, Twitter.com slash GooniesMinute, and at Instagram at GooniesMinute. You can contact us at GooniesMinute at gmail.com. You've been listening to a Pele Media Podcast. For premium content and exclusive podcasts, visit us at patreon.com slash Media. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Media, and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Media.